Hello guys and gals, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about an awesome way to start your free podcast, and I mean free, no catch, no gimmicks. It's totally free, easy to edit, easy to record, and easy to promote and monetize your podcast. It's called Anchor.fm, and I highly recommend you guys and gals, check it out, and start your own podcast, let your voice be heard. And also, don't forget to listen to Wild Dog Podcasts, and tell them that I sent you and that you hear it from me. So you get more people to join Anchor.fm. You will not be disappointed because they will also put your podcast in other platforms and then make it very, very much easier for you. Have a great day, everybody. Let's call this a martial arts double feature marathon because it's going back to back. Um, one movie I want to talk about is called The Game of Killers. And um, this martial arts movie is awesome because it's like it's it's a comical martial arts movie, but does it take itself too seriously? I kind of based it on kind of like a comedy scary western, kind of like the comedy team of um, Clint Eastwood and the character Tuco from The Good and Bad and Ugly, how they interact. You got these two guys that are looking for a treasure treasure map that leads to gold, so they decide to work together while there's a while there's a evil boss that want the map for himself also so he hired all these different kind of killers to go after them so you got all these awesome martial arts a lot of good comedy in it is a really enjoyable movie game of killers check it out another movie we talk um i'll be talking about a movie a very rare movie called the ghost dance from 1980 and pretty much it's like a native it's like I don't know, consider a horror slasher movie, but with a native Indian doing the killing. And it's weird, it was like this Indian guy, he summoned like some spirits and he was possessed by a mummy uh, of like a native Indian serial killer from the 18th century. So when he summoned his spirit, he was possessed by it and he started killing his love, his wife, and started doing some killing, you know, revenge against the white man. And pretty much he saw his reincarnation wife in the future, like in the present time, and China, and he puts, and he also possessed stuff, you know. I don't want to talk too much in the movie, but this is like a Native Indian slasher of revenge against the white man, or anyone that betrays the Indian culture. Pretty much, that's what it is. Um, it's not really too much kill scenes in this movie, to be honest with you. But you know what? It's very rare, so it's very good to see this movie. But there's only one problem. I have a VHS version of the movie and it's only on VHS. The problem is this, it's a bad copy of it. You know, it's like, it gets through the movie, and when it gets to the ending, it cut off on me. So, I can't give you an ending of a movie, but usually I don't spoil a movie anyway, so I'm going to tell you from what I know from my experience of the movie. Um, it's, it's, a, it's an enjoyable movie. Movie buffer for another movie review. And um, I'll be reviewing a movie called Gutter Balls. Um, let me just tell you something. This movie, Gutter Ball, I hear so much about it in the past. Well, a couple of months ago, probably since last year. But the point of, let me tell you the point of this movie. It's, it lives up to the fucking hype. This movie has everything you could possibly imagine. It has gore, has blood, has a big disrespect, disrespectful scene towards a lady at the beginning and a long scene too. I don't want to go in details about it because I don't want to disrespect any ladies out there but 
For you ladies that's offended by that issue or anybody sensitive, do not view this movie. But it's it's pretty graphic. The nudity, the nudity, the sex is pretty high. You got some few weird death scenes that I've never seen in horror movies before, especially in a slasher genre. The killer is pretty much unique as a mask killer, but it's still unique because I've never seen a bowling alley killer running around killing people in a bowling alley. Um, it's hard. It's hard to explain this movie, but I can tell you one thing: a lot of nudity, a lot of blood and gore. It, it's your typical horror movie, but instead of a 1.0, it's like a 5.0 upgrade. Think of it as that. Gutterball, This movie totally fucking rocks, and it's crazy. But at the same time, if you're sensitive, you're squeamish, do not view this movie. But if you can handle it, view it. And um, the twist ending. Of course, there's a twist ending in every movie. It's pretty predictable, to be honest with you. But I don't want to ruin it. Even though when you see the movie, you'll catch on what it is and who your killer is anyway. But at the same time, you'll still be entertained no matter what. So gutter balls, slasher, expectation, genre. Um, it's like it's bringing back the old style of horror back where how it used to be. Rented. It's, this is one of those movies that is it should not be underrated. So. Look out, gutter balls. Rent it. You can rent it at Netflix, which I, I did. Uh, unrated version, of course. Um, I, when you see one of my favorite death scenes before the clip, and there's another death scene you'd be surprised called Death by 69. Let's just leave it as that. So enjoy. And I'll finally be talking about the movie Hard Revenge Miley. And um, this is the movie I wanted for a long, long time. Well, actually, like a few few months back, actually, couldn't say a long time. But um, the reason why I didn't see the Hard Revenge Miley in the first place, it was only like 40 minutes, and I was like, that's too short for Jake's splatter movie for me. So I waited, I was like, for a cheaper price, and then I found out they had this version with two episodes, Hard Revenge Miley and Hard Revenge Miley Bloody Battle, which is two two movies in one disc. Which is awesome, so I was like, hey, buy it, it's a good timing. And pretty much the movie, the title says it all. It's about a female who wants revenge against her family's death with the gangs called the Jack Brothers. And in the first part, she takes her revenge on the Jack Brothers. And in the second part of the movie, Hard Revenge Miley Bloody Battle, she has Jack Brothers followers going after her for the revenge for killing, killing the leader of the Jack Brothers. And um, she has to fight and survive. While a girl wants revenge for her lover's death, so she hides her revenge Molly to help her out. And but it comes with a twist that she's the one that murdered her lover. So that's what part two is about. Um, it's for both part. It's both part of the movie. Um, it has tons of action with a good story to it. It's it has story driven in the middle of it. You know what I'm saying for both parts. Very story driven, but the action makes up for it. And let me tell you, Miley best nunchuck fight scene since Bruce Lee. You'll see her use a nunchuck like you've never seen before. For, for a Jay Blake Splatter movie, I mean, that's kind of cool. Anyway, Hard Revenge Miley, get this version, which contains two parts of the movie. And I'll be talking about the movie Hard Ride to Hell, which is a great action horror movie. And I say it's more action than horror, even though it have horror elements in it, because it just gets you to the edge of your seat. Um, this is to fast forward the review as fast as possible. Young couples travel to Texas. 
they have a rest stop, one of them decided to take a piss to the woods, saw a sacrificial ceremony with these satanic worshippers, with all these bike gangs who worship Satan, and um, the witness see the sacrificial ceremony and realize how real it was when the women get their flesh eaten up by these bike, satanic bike, bike gangs, and one of the cult leader caught him, they chased him to the trailer park where they're camping out with his friends. And the bikers start torturing him and his friends, and then they kidnap him, and and his woman, and his friends, also. And um, as they um torture the guys, as the cult leader played by Miguel Ferrer of Robocop fame mostly, um, start making her offer that he could give her a child. She stepped into the black flame. Of course, she accepted it, and then she ended up giving the birth to the Antichrist. So then. As the one of the heroes in the movie save them, and they save the couple and the friend, they end up, be, end up going on the run against these motorcycle satanic gangs all the way to a ghost town, as they have to battle it out. Um, this movie is kind of comparison to another movie with Warren Oates back in the past, um, called Race with the Devil, which the story was a little bit similar as uh, as these a couple's caught a satanic ceremony and they have to be on the one on the road with their RV. So it's pretty much like a similar story but Hard Ride to Hell had more action because you know the budget is different. Hey everyone, how you doing? Today I'll be talking about a movie called Holy Ghost People and holy shit because I actually enjoyed this movie. This was actually good. I remember seeing the trailer for this. I was like, I know it wasn't a horror man. I can just feel it. Even though they put put this movie in the fucking horror section, you know? And, uh... It, it's like... More drama-based. It's actually drama-based, you know? If you see something like Red State, then you probably would like this movie. Or Jim Jones documentary. T or the Jim Jones movie. You know what I'm saying? It's like shit like that. And, um... The movie's about this woman, right? She hired this guy... To help her find her sister, you know? Who happens to be in an Appalachian type of mountain with, with the Holy Ghost Church. You know those white boys that's from Appalachian that has a church and they have like they dance around the church with a snake. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Crazy motherfuckers, bro. Hey man, whatever. Once you get to this church, you know, you got this guy, the the preacher who have a snake named Satan. Yeah, he calls snake Satan, you know. And, um, you know, it's just like a typical, um, town, you know, like a little small community, um, they believe in themselves, you know, um, you got two of the characters, which both of them have their own story, you know, you got the guy who she hired, he, he was an ex-marine, and, you know, he got his alcohol problems, and he got his, his issues too. Also, you got the woman who hires him to come to this town to help her find her sister, she even got a backstory also, which I cannot ruin because it's going to take away the movie from you guys and gals. So I said to myself, watch this movie. I thought it was good for the drama part of it. And, um, yeah, it's heavy drama, you know. And as the movie develops, you know, she starts really knowing what happened to her sister. And it, it starts developing to, like, to what, how her sister, um, what, what happened, how her sister, um, her final outcome her aftermath will happen to her, her sister. Um, it'll show you like flashback scenes of it. And you got the guy who's gonna stop the church members. 
And, you know, you got your little ending, which I thought the ending was really nice because it went well with the movie as the closing credit. And I think one of the ending songs had the Lost Boys theme, yo, sung by a female. Like, they remixed it with a female voice. It sounded pretty good, too. I actually liked it, <laughs> you know? Yeah, um, yeah, I can't ruin too much, though. It's going to take away everything from this movie for you guys and gals. But, again, it's not really a horror. It's more drama-based. Um... It's like a drama mystery, yeah. I said check it out, though. It's, it's not bad as, as people might think it is. Holy Ghost people. Peace, guys. See you later. Let's talk about the movie Hook Up. Like, hooking up. Get it? Anyway, this movie's about these two young guys, you know. One guy looks like he has a heart broken from his girlfriend. Cause she dumped him. And his other friend is the party friend, you know. He's like, okay, I'm going to hook you up. We're going to Barcelona, we're going to have fun, you know, in this trip. So, while they go to Barcelona, his friend is like the wild guy, trying to get his heartbroken friend to be cheerful, to have fun in this trip. You know, it's your typical fine footage hard in it, you know, let me just mention that. And it's nothing new, we've seen it done before. But, I don't know, man, it was something about this movie I actually did enjoy, you know. Um... When one, when one, when the guy met up with this hot chick, and his young friend encouraging him, you know what? Let's go out party. You know, let's party with this chick, and he met another girl at the club. So the girl made an offer. Said, you know what? I have a room in my house. You know, we can share. So they went with this girl from Barcelona. You know, to her grandmother's house. Oh boy, fucking Americans! They never fucking learn their lesson when they go outside. Just Stay where you at, you know, if you want to fuck a chick, run up to your hotel, not, don't go to their house, or their hotel, or whatever. Go, let them come to your, your place where you stay at. Anyway, they went to this girl's house, you know, one guy's in the other with the other girl, and the other girl that invited him to her house, he was in her room, and then the guy got pretty much his dick bit off in the way, and got blood. So I'm presuming this bitch probably is a fucking vampire. That's what I'm thinking. But no, it led up to a little bit of the way more than that. You know. How could it be more than a vampire, right? You may ask. Anyway, let's fast forward a little bit. Now you got the two guys and the the girl the the innocent girl that from the second girl that went with them in the club to this girl's house. On the run pretty much from this chick. She sounds like she could be like a serial killer type of bitch or something. You know, she ended up wearing this baby doll mask, running around with a knife in the house. And the movie has some, a lot of stupid elements in it, you know, it's like, it's like, really think about it, it's three against one. I mean, how you gonna have a hard time fighting one person, you know? Maybe there's more people in the house, who knows? But mainly just that one bitch. But pretty much, they find out that the whole house is pretty much barbed wired, shattered, like, clothes and wood. And you're like, how, how fast is this bitch could lock these guys up, these three people up in the house? So she could kill them. And they came across the room, just to fast forward, the two guys and the innocent girl, they met at the club. Um, they came across the room with this, with this picture of the girl that looked like her. They invited them to the house, you know. That she was like, the, the, girl from, the, se the second girl from Barcelona, so I explained, translated what the newspaper report said, is that she was 20, 21 years old. She was murdered and molested by these American terrorists. And I'm like, what's going on? You tell me this girl's actually a ghost killing them? How the fuck are ghosts going to a club inviting them into the house? And now they're stuck. 
So as the movie develops, um, the you get the the second female. She she ended up dying, but she was the only second female anyway. And she died by an accidental death. She died a stupid way, which does not make no sense. You know, a possible death. Let's put it like that. Um, then you get the two guys had to go up against the serial killer girl pretty much, and um, they have to survive around the house against her, but. It's like, dude, I was like, my mind, how the fuck can you fuck this up? You know, and the movie has so much stupid elements, just like any other horror movie in general, or fan footage horror in this case. It, it has some of the stupidest moment, you know, so many stupid moments in this movie. But at the same time, I end up liking it for some reason. I'm trying to figure out why. I, I don't know, you know. Oh, yeah, now I realize why I like it. As the movie progresses, you find out there's a plot beat. Another plot in this movie between the two guy friends that's in the house, you know, like when, like, how come where you invited me to do want me to kiss this girl from the club and, and the other club? And this is be in the party scene, this is before they ever went to Barcelona. This is like a story how the girl broke up with her boyfriend and how why the young friend forced his older friend to kiss this girl, you know, right from where his girlfriend was at the party anyway. You know, and they realized it was something more to it that he's telling, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. I'm going to spoil it for you because most likely you're not even going to see this movie anyway. So spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. He found out that his young friend set the whole thing up because he's saying that his girlfriend Lisa cheated on him anyway. So he wanted to get back at Lisa by having her boyfriend, his friend, to teach her lessons to let her know how it feels. But then his older friends are saying, why you did this for, why you did this against me? And now you're having the two friends arguing against each other in the house with the cynical female running around the house. And I'm like, there's a time and place for everything. This is not a good time to argue with each other. Get outside first. And there's a moment when, when the guy had asthma, and then the guy just went upstairs to get the asthma pump, but he was actually outside. He found an exit, and he was running outside, and he said to go back to the house and save his friend by giving him the asthma pump. And I said to myself, why would you do that? You're outside. Your friend's dead. Just hope he's still alive for some reason when he's breathing or something. But he had a chance to get the cops and shit, but fuck it, it's too late for that now. But now he's stuck in the house again. And I don't know how quick this house could close up. So I believe, you know, you may think it might be a soups, a human killer, but maybe the ghost, maybe the killer was a ghost after all because you gotta be really fast to lock people up in the house that quick. You know? And, but you know, even though you have the two male friends fighting against each other, you know, and fighting against the female, a female serial killer. You also got another twist, because when the male friend's going up against his younger friend, and he's pissed off what he did to him, you find out the young friend was hiding in the basement, and he found another woman that looked just like the female that picked up the, her whole older friend, picked up the older male friends to the club, you know, the fat into the grandma's house. And you find out that girl in the basement was actually the girl's sister. Another female, so you got three females, or one that you will see towards the end. And she looked like she got chained up locked in the basement. For some whatever reason, I don't even fucking know why. Because they did not explain it to me. In my opinion. Only thing I know is that's the girl's sister. And as the movie progressed, you find out that even though they killed the first sister, but they were able to kill her off, the second sister, you'll think you think that he's gonna help the guy escape, but you find out that she was a killer herself too. And then the friend the old friend of the guy Kill that bitch with a pitchfork. So two of the sisters are dead now. And now guess what? Now it's the older guy versus the younger guy. They have a chance to escape. But you know the old guy is so crazy. He's like pissed off at his 
Young Fred from Gennett, the young the trip to Barcelona, fucking train him. And you know what? Guess what he did? He kills him. And you get your twist ending when the guy decided to um spoiler, 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 kill himself. And the credits rolled up. Hooked up was I mean <laughs> Like I said, I, I think I like the part when you find out the real reason why the young friend did what he did. Yeah, that's kind of fucked up. So, you feel like it's like a fucked up situation and another fucked up situation. It's like one of those type of stories, you know? And, um, maybe because I like it for that reason, but besides that, <laughs> this movie is all, it's all fucked up. It's like fucking mess, in my opinion. Anyway, hook up, hook up, see if you want to. Anyway, about the movie House of Max, the remake. I think this remake came out in 2005. Um, uh, besides that, uh, I did enjoy this movie, um, the kill scenes were, were alright, you know, I felt like it matches with the movie, and I enjoyed it for what it was, you know, you know, stabbing, head cutting scene, you know, it's just typical kill scenes, you know, nothing all that to be crazy for, except for when the killer turns his victim into wax, I thought it was pretty cool, how to set that up, anyway, you got a bunch of young adults, Going to a football game, you know, like a road trip. And, you know, they come through obstacles. That they, they, the two of them end up being separated when they're camping in the woods. And one of the car being on the strip, like the boat been cut off. And the two, like, the um, couples decide to go together, separate from their friends. And it's like, oh, this guy in the car, you know, it's like, you know, it's like one of those homes when, you know, it's better to stick together, but no, the whole guy can be separated. And once they got to the town, the two, the two couples, they realized something's not right. And, you know, the victims end up dying one by one. And you got Amelie um, Schubert's character, who's the hero, the heroine. Um, you also got um, characters you think might die. I mean, you got characters that you thought would die, but they end up being the ones that surviving. Of course, let's forget the lead heroine. It's not a spoiler at all, but... But I don't want to ruin too much. I feel like the story trade out well with this remake. I feel like the kill scenes were alright. You know, it's not bad. I feel like the kill scenes didn't match with the movie. Um, I like how the killer has like, like everything is like wax. Like his wax museum is just completely wax. And the town too. I thought that was pretty awesome how they set that up. Um, oh, I don't want to spoil too much. I, I just thought the movie was good. I actually enjoyed it. DVD movie buffer and I'll be talking about this movie I was supposed to be doing the weekend but since I have the spare time to do it I decided to talk about it now and it's called I Am Virgin and um to fast for the story it's pretty much a spoof of I Am Legend but with a late night adult softcore take on it yes this is a softcore adult movie like like what you see in late night cinema if you see the movie like Peter Jackson and King Kong um, Cinemax Showtime, my show, like a late night cinema version called Kinky Con, you know what I'm saying? And, um, yeah, this is pretty much a softcore movie, um, it's about this guy who run, the world is ended and is run by these sexual vampires, and you mess with them, then you be turned into a vampire, but it just has a twist to it, and it is a silly, cheesy acting, it is comedy spoof, and it is, remember guys, this is late night adult softcore cinema is not like just a horror spoof alone so expect what you expect from this movie so you could rent it at your local video store I guess or just buy it um the special features is they have behind the scenes featurette 
um, commentary and a trailer for one movie. But um, this movie is alright. It's not it's not a bad movie or anything. But to be honest, I would not see it a second time around because I'm not really a fan of late night cinema. I might watch it once in a while just to laugh at all. That's the comedy part of it. You know what I'm saying? But it, it's okay if you, if you guys and gals are a fan of this type of stuff. So check out I Am Virgin. And if you notice the new scenery angle, I just switched my room around to have a better view of my television and my PC, and I have more room to walk around my bedroom, so, yeah. Of course, it's a shot in my bedroom, I know you guys know that, right? <laughs> anyway, um, I'm doing a movie review called I Come In Peace, which is a classic, classic action movie from the early 90s, and I remember I did I Come In Peace with Mark for Death and Toxic Adventure Part 2. How awesome to have those three movies on my VHS during those times eating popcorn. And the whole family watched it with me, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> and um, I, enjoy, I enjoy this movie a lot, man. I um, mean, it's Dolph Lundgren, action packed, science fiction. And you've got this alien from outer space creating a new drug. And he, he was like an alien from outer space, like a drug dealer. And while he's pursued by another alien, who's like a police alien, going after him. But before that, you got Duff Lundgren investigating a case about how his friend got murdered and trying to find a guy that killed him. And it, it became with the alien element, the drugs got involved, you know. And um, all in all, it's a good movie. It's a lot of shooting, action, a lot of slapstick, silly talking, comedy with the buddy-buddy cop, with the cop teaming up with the FBI. You know, they gotta work together. And, um, you know, Dolph Lundgren is the strong, rugged guy. And the second cop was played by a guy, um, I forgot his name, but I know he had a TV show called Dream On on HBO, which was one of my favorite TV series on HBO back then. And right next to Tales from the Crypt. Anyway, um, I Come in Peace, Totally Rocks. Try and find it on VHS. Um, the DVD release never been released yet, but hey, if Lion, Lion Gates buy the rights to it, hey, that's fine by me, you know. As long as it has a legit special features on it, because it is a special feature. I think there's more to the scenes, you know. Like I think it has some blood and gore in it. I think so. But um, there's some cool effects when you have the alien guy. I forgot his name, but you see him in a lot of action movies. But um, he took like a like a like a long rope, like a grappling hook type of thing, drains the blood out of you, and pump you up with cocaine, and then took like, that giant spit that you usually see in um like Predator movies. Put the spirit between your forehead and extract some fuel fueled out of your head. That's how the drug is formed. Extraterrestrial drug, we'll call it. So it's pretty cool. And um, let me just say those action figures in the back. My gain is where well, my loss is your gain. Due to that, I'm gonna have so much stuff coming in. I'm trying to make some extra room. I need some extra money, just like everybody else. I'm selling them on eBay. So if you people are interested, you can go to my eBay site. Trust me, just tap all those action figures I showed you. You will find me. Anyway, DVD movie buffer saying over and out. Peace. To review is called In the Dark, and In the Dark is not a thousand horror movie, and I was surprised how good it was in my opinion. It feels like it has the horror elements. It's not bloody or gory or nothing. I mean, it does have gore elements, but it's it's not like something you've never seen before. But the sense of humor in this was pretty good, and the feeling of it was good. It feels like a Tales from the Dark Side episode or one of those monster episodes back in the days, but you wanted to go longer, like 
in my opinion, I believe each of these segments could have made a movie on its own. That's how good, good these segments were and very enjoyable. Um, the movie has a prologue, which is these two sisters. It's pretty obvious they murdered someone. And then in a hotel room watching three VHS tapes of horror movies. One is about a, a guy who comes in and he brought a monster with him to punish the wicked pretty much. Um, a second one is about... Oh, I can't even forget the second one. I should be ashamed. Oh, the second one. Oh, yeah, my fault. It, it's a really good one. It's about a boy who been bullied, and he talks through his dummy, and these bullies kind of like scare him off the cliff, and the boy died. Um, years later, these three bullies grow up, and guess what? The dummy comes back to life, but with a killer wearing the dummy's mask head, and the dummy mask head was really good. So the second segment was more like a slasher. As he kidnapped the sister of the three of one of the three bullies, and sh she has to go find her her brothers that the killer captured, and then the killers can go after her. You know what they did with the, how they bullied the boy. You know, so the killers pretty much gave revenge, and of course, this segment had a really good twist ending. You know, it's nothing new, but I feel like they did it really well here. And the third segment, um, that that segment was very good, man. It was very funny. And it's like one of those, you know, those creep show moments where you have the sense of humor elements or the tells from the dark side with the sense of humor elements. This movie really did well at it, you know, about this guy. He's lonely, he wants a girlfriend. And he has a VCR talking to him and the female VCR saying that you got to kill these females and feed me the females so I can get you the woman that you want. And it really had a good twist too. And it's funny as hell, by the way. And of course, you get the prologue segment with the two sisters. They kill someone, and of course, let's just say they can. If you see the three, a thousand, three segments in this movie, let's just say it catches up with them in a way, which is nothing new. You've seen it done before, but I felt like it was very fun and how they did it. Um, in the dark, I think this movie came out in 2015, and I say check it out. It's an independent anthology horror movie. I feel like it was shot real well, so I was surprised how good it was. Anyway, peace, guys. I'll see you later. Hey, it's the Bitch Ass Goblin, and I'm doing my Bitch Ass Goblin podcast. This is actually my second podcast I have done with the audio only, you know. It's mostly I use my face, but Bitch Ass Goblin just got off the shower. I'm, I'm doing my makeup, so, you know, I'm not done with my makeup. You know how he goes off, you know. We, bitch Ass Goblin got to look good for the camera, but got to hide behind the audio. But when I was doing my hair and my makeup... I saw a fantastic fucking movie. It's called Into the Grizzly Maze with the Punisher and Cyclops teaming up together. No, it's just James Madison from the X-Men universe that Brian Sinner created. And the first, no, the second Punisher, which was played by Thomas Jane, is in this movie. And you got Billy Bob Thornton, the guy who fucks the shit out of Halle Berry and... Monster Ball, if you saw the uncut version, I mean, unrated. But besides that, it's another bear horror movie, and they made a slew of animal attack movies, especially in the bear horror genre. And there have been a couple of good ones, you know, I would say, honestly. But this one it was really fucking good. It, to me, it felt like what, what the movie Jaws, Jaws did for the shark. I feel like this is like the bear version of Jaws. Jaws. Jaws, excuse me. My speech is so bad with the J and the G's. You know how we goblins are. But 
it, it feels like it has that same intensity, the same stress level when you when you see the bear ready attack the human, chasing the human, you be like wondering, no You know, that's how good this movie was. And you know, it's about these two brothers with their girls camping in the woods. And you know, there's also like a backstory into the in the forest with the sheriff, which I will not spoil. But pretty much they have to survive this bear, this giant ass grizzly. And like the the action adventures of surviving against this bear was really good. The acting was good, but the soundtrack was fucking amazing. It fits right into this movie, and I'm surprised this movie never went to the movie theaters. Maybe it did. Maybe it had a limited release. But I saw this on cable TV. But it probably went straight to the home market. Maybe. But but either way, I enjoyed this fucking movie. And the bear when it attacks people, it fucking attacks people. Like it kills. Like. It, you'll see it bite faces, like, it, it does work, you know, and yeah, the bear's CGI, you know, unless there's a behind the scenes with the bear as a robot, but it feels, the bear looks a little bit more CGI, you know, you can just tell, I mean, the way, it, way it's done, but I could be wrong, you know, maybe half CGI, half real special effects, who knows, but the point is, the movie was highly entertaining, I felt like it was like how the first original Jaws feel, you know, with the shark, this movie has the same feeling too, and that's just my opinion. So the bitch ass guy would say, "You got to see this fucking movie." If I ever give it a rating system, and I don't do rating systems in my movies, so it's like the past reviews of this channel, they don't do rating system very rarely. I guess they. I'm not sure if Duty Movie Buffer ever did a rating system. I never seen all his videos though, even though he hired me for this channel page also. But I'll give it a ten out of ten. I thought it was perfect from beginning to end. Highly entertained by it. Love y'all. Anyway, um, again, one more time, thanks to Ms. Pooh for getting me this. And I can finally review Rawhead Rex. And um, I see the movie a long time. Actually, it was this version. And um, let me just say this next way. Cult version, very hard to get. Trust me. As my friend Ms. said, it's all about networking. And um, contains two bonus scenes, an alternate scene. Loads of trailers, uncut and unedited trailers, by the way. And um, I just love Warhead Rex. I mean, when you into, when you talk about a monster movie, and you know one of my one of my favorite horror movie genres are monster movies. Who doesn't love watching a monster killing people? Usually, you get sick of human beings going around killing people, but you want a fucking monster. And Warhead Rex is a fucking monster. Pumpkinhead is a fucking monster. There's a lot of monsters, by the way, in horror movies. So trust me. And Rohirrim is about a monster that got freed from his imprisonment, wrecking havoc in Ireland, killing people, a lot of blood, a lot of gore. You have your TNA too. But most is a lot of blood, a lot of gore with Rohirrim Rex. And you got him pissing on a priest. That shit is crazy, yo. And um, I don't want to ruin too much of the movie. I mean, I guess everybody knows, but pretty much it's a monster causing havoc. They need like the stone from the church to stop him. With a little twist, how they, how he has to be defeated. Twist ending is predictable. I mean, you know how these monster movies are. But Rawhead Rex totally fucking rocked, man. And to this day, why was there no U.S. release? I don't get it. 